This is episode 47 of the Marshall Street Podcast. You're listening to the Marshall Street Podcast, the home of music industry know-how that will give you the skills to take your career to the next level. Here are your hosts, Bennett Ferguson and Stu Watts. What's up, everyone? Welcome. This this episode of the Marshall Street uh, Podcast is called Embracing Adversity. So we're going to be touching on a few things around, you know, being open to criticism. Being comfortable when you're uncomfortable. Challenging yourself, Mm -hmm. all that sort of uh, good stuff. Um, To start off with, let's um, have a bit of a recap of what's been going on this week. Yep, you've been uh, in with London Topaz, working on the new track for him. Uh, Clack Daddy's been working on the single, the video clip for Josh Abusio's debut single. Yep. Uh, and you had Gerard in for yeah, some songwriting. did some recording um, for Gerard, so that's going well. Did some mixing for London Topaz, that's also going well. And, yeah, that's pretty much what's been happening this week. So Nice. So let's get straight into it. Now, for people who follow us on socials and who see what we get up to, they would know the person sitting here, Michael Lack, a.k.a. Clacker. He is the videographer, photographer, social media creator, Moral morale officer, um, <laughs> all time larrikin here at the studios. Uh, so it's a pleasure to introduce him. Um, and we're going to run through your journey into videography, photography, how you came into the studios. Um, and I think drop a bit of knowledge and some insights to what the, I guess, the process when you're getting into a new field, whether it's a creative field like photography, a musician, an artist, um, those first few years are often a big and hard learning curve. Um, and you've gone through that and are now making your making photography and videography your full-time job career um so i think there's some pearls of wisdom we can pass on to um people listening so firstly do you want to introduce yourself and give us a quick rundown uh, on everything you've kind of done well my name is michael lack better known as clacker for everyone playing at home um i've been around ben's life for more than 15 years and burger's life for a good three three or four yeah three or four years yeah. so I know these gentlemen's well, and I know these walls pretty well. The carpet, I know very well. <laughs> it sucks to ever lay carpet. But um, I started my journey uh, into the videography world with a trip to Vietnam. Um, I did two years there. No, I did nine months there with one of my best friends, and all we did was film everything with GoPros. Um, we rode motorbikes up and down Vietnam, did anything travel-wise that you could do with a motorbike, going to Cambodia and Laos and just filmed everything. Um, And the whole idea was to like make, you know, your little typical travel story of 2019, like look what I did, blah, blah, blah. Um, So when I got back, um, I started working here at the studios, um, doing miscellaneous jobs uh, and then slowly on the side uh, piecing together the the video that I did, like we had filmed with uh, Andrew. Uh, and slowly started to learn that um, I very much loved the editing process, um, the filming side of things, uh, adventuring and being able to creatively like construct something and then show it to the public. Um, Not necessarily for any kind of um, like feedback from them, but it was just something that I found that I super enjoyed. Um, mm. and explaining sort of why I think I like editing the most is it's like playing video games, you know, it's like, it's, it's cool. Like I could sit there for like two, three hours and just like, you know, control X, you know, joystick to the right, you know, yeah, tricks yep. and whatnot. Mm. Lining so, things up. Yeah. So I started, um, 
there were there were moments like where I was growing on social media, but it wasn't necessarily I thought would be become what it is now. Um, like obviously, I had a chickpea review channel, uh, which, <laughs> which had fifty fifty um, a, a, a subtotal of fifty audience. So, um, but after coming back from um, Vietnam for the first time, and then being in these walls um, underneath the Marshall Street hood, uh, I slowly started to learn that this was my career path, this is what I wanted to do, this is what I felt most comfortable with. Um, I studied marketing, I got a degree in marketing, but I realized the reason why I liked marketing so much was because I like people and like talking to people. And like, you know, you sprinkle in a camera and you know, the ability to tell someone else's story or be a part of someone else's life and being able to like film that. Um, these little things slowly started to piece together and that's where, you know, that's sort of like the birth of where I started um, and then also, you know, working in here for the six months that I was back, uh, like just doing miscellaneous jobs, filming things that I didn't like, learning to film new things, learning to film people, learning to do anything. Um, it just it's, it just grew and grew um, and then I realised that, like, this is what I needed to do, this is what I wanted to do. Because you, you were doing a fair few different types of things, like, while you were over there as well. You were doing video clips for bands, you were doing interview stuff, you were doing, like, travel stuff, like, go through a couple of those sorts of things and, and how you kind of not only found it but, like, you know, what were some of the learning curves? So the second time, so when I, when I moved back to Vietnam, um, I, I let... I let the first off, I was like refining my skills. I studied online. I found, I took YouTube to the to the furthest parts part I possibly could of my learning, and I said, "Cool, now I've got to drop some money, and I've got to go find a mentor. I've got to go find a system that allows me to like grow even further." So once I started to learn that, once I started to understand the actual f like functions of a camera, aperture, shutter speed, ISO, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, I was like, "Cool." So when people came through the stores, th came through the, the shop that I was working at, I would just have a brief conversation with them and then learnt that they owned a villa. So I was like, cool, do you want a free video? <laughs> you know, I don't know how to shoot it, but, you yeah, know. it's free. <laughs> and and you, you don't have it, like, and it just, it just gave me the ability to, like, learn even further. I stuffed up, but I took so many different shots when it, with anything that I did that I kind of always had something to play off, always had, had something to edit. Um, and I just took, you know, and, and, and learning from that, I just took that upon myself when any other opportunity came past, music video, editing. I was working at a motorbike shop, so they were always like, hey, let's go film, some, film this, film that, film whatever. So I was just kind of like, yep, 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 yep. Mm -hmm. I was a yes man for everything. I didn't say no to anything. Nothing was like too out of the realms. If I didn't know what I was doing, I studied it, mm. you know, and then take a brief take a brief idea or as best of an idea as you can into the field and just be confident in your skills behind the camera. I think that's like the most important thing or the most, like the best advice I could give to someone is that when you know your gear, it's very unlikely for a situation to come by and like you not be able to like take it upon, like not be able to sort mm. of like conquer it. Um, if you don't know your gear, that's, that's where you like start to fall yeah. off the tracks. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. With everything, like with everything that I was doing the second time around um, in Vietnam, I just, I, just took, I just said yes to everything. There mm. wasn't anything that I said no to because it was all an experience and it is the, the process and the journey of becoming better at anything. The more you do it, repetition, um, mm. 
Yeah, yeah nice, mm. nice. Now, there's one thing you said there that I want to touch back on and then a few other points. But firstly, um, when you said you took YouTube to the maximum you could take it and then you went, okay, cool, I now need to pay for something. There's still more things I need to learn and free tutorials through YouTube, watching and observing other people aren't going to get me there. I think that's a huge step and something that up-and-coming artists and creatives don't always do. Um, which is why you'll see like this kind of plateau in skill um, skill level early on because 100% YouTube can get you 80% of the way there and it is an amazing free resource um, but there is nothing like going and talking to someone, having someone see your stuff, getting actual reviews and then not only that, being in a structured course, like, you know, it's kind of like the analogy you pay for Maccas, you get for Maccas. If you're paying for a course that is, you know, a grand a year or something, these guys have put in time to structure the information to make sure it's delivered well, to give you takeaways, to give you homework to go so that you upskill yourself. Like if you do your research into what course you're going to enroll in, the money is definitely worth it because it's you're investing in yourself, you're investing in the future. And then the whole idea between, but before charging jobs is it's like, cool, now you can actually charge yourself out for a proper rate because you've invested in yourself to get to that point. Yeah, there's only so much that you can learn on on you know, YouTube and stuff because they kind of skip certain areas and a lot of it is actually foundational stuff. You know, what I find talking to a lot of, you know, beginner mixers and, and stuff like that, I kind of started, I mean, I didn't start before YouTube, but it wasn't like it is now. But you were around, you started before the internet, Stu. All right, all right, all right. I've been, I'm, I'm 50 years old or whatever. <laughs> um, no, but like there's a lot of that really foundational stuff that I find is missing because I, I hear from a lot of people, they're like, you know, I see like mixes on there and they're, and they're like, they're talking about this thing that I just don't understand because there's nowhere that you can actually get really foundational mm. knowledge. And sure, if you search hard enough, you will find it. But there's nothing, like you said, like doing a course, something that is like scheduled out, like here's A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Then you tick all of those boxes. You're yep. actually starting from the start. Correct. And you're, you've got this process. You've got and, this journey. And not only that, but you don't know what you don't know. So when you're starting out in a new field, how the fuck are you meant to know what to search to find the right shit? Yeah. How do you know if the information you're getting is right? How do you know if this just isn't another yep. dipshit who's uploaded his fucking two cents in an area that he's not qualified in and you're observing, absorbing this knowledge like it's fucking the Bible? Yeah. So, you know, going to a, a source of information that is credible is the best thing you can do early mm. on. Um, and then now coming back to, I want to talk a little bit about your uh, your habits, your regimes and your uh, schedule over there because I think this is a great thing for people to expose to someone who did what you did. Um, even coming back to the title of this podcast, Embracing Adversity, uh, you threw yourself into the deep end of adversity, whether it was from having cold showers every day, saying yes to absolutely everything regardless if you knew you could do it or not, um, to waking up at 4.30 in the morning and doing Clacker's School for Clacker where you would get up and you would teach yourself your craft that you didn't know. So do you want to walk us through that, how you came about it, um, even how that kind of structure and that thought process influences you and what you do now? To go back on the on the YouTube side of things, my I remember the first time I signed up for my first paid filmmaking course, class yeah. course. Um, and it was such a huge leap because we're going into a field that is the school is the online. The teachers are virtual. They're real people, but they're through a screen. Mm. Whereas, you know, we obviously we all went to school, high school, and then we all went to university. Or we, 
<laughs> but we went to school. <laughs> um, and that was the education. We physically had someone, you know, that you could see, you could touch. Ask questions, ask questions straight away. So that yeah. when I was, when you, like, this is my creative journey was that I'm like, no, I really want to do this. Believe in yourself. And then once you do that, then you can start to, like you said, pay yourself out, rate yourself out and things like that. But it's that, it's that, it's that jump of faith, like that leap of faith that you do within yourself to be like, nope, I'm doing it. Mm. You know, this is like, we spoke about this the other day. It's like, mm. no, I'm a hundred percent here. Mm. I'm not 10% here and then 90% here. Mm. I'm not 50, 50. I'm a hundred percent in this game. Mm. Um, and that's when, so then now to answer the second question, when I went over to Vietnam, my whole, I, all I wanted to do was, there was, I was given an opportunity, which was to move over and work somewhere where I'd never worked before, live with a Vietnamese family that don't speak English, a bunch of mechanics that are, don't speak English, like it's... And even it, just that in itself is something that 80% of people would be so frightened of doing. Like that in itself is embracing the adversity of, hey, I've got an opportunity to go live with a family that doesn't speak the language I do. I'm not going to be able to communicate with them. I'm in a language, uh, in a country that I can't communicate with people and I'm expected to work in a shop and handle customers. Like that is a that is a huge That's huge it. task yeah. to take on. But go on. Well, I I learned for myself is that when I'm when I'm most uncomfortable, that's when I've I am birthed with the greatest of growth. Whenever I'm I'm most uncomfortable, you know, if I tell people like every morning I have a cold shower, every morning I wake up at four thirty, every morning I do school, I further my education. I go for the runs, I hit the Stairmaster. I do all of these things that people are like, oh, dude, that sucks. But, you know, you, it just, what the outcome is for me from that is, is worth the, that, those bad moments or hard mm. times or mm. struggles because at the end of it, like, you know, being able to do 40 minutes on the Stairmaster, it just means that I'm fit and healthy to work for 10 hours a day. Mm. You know, when I have a cold shower, it means my immune system is working. When I drink kombucha, you know, it's, I'm helped, like, it's all these little things that eventually lead to a better vessel for you to do the things that you love, you know, and that's what, like, I really loved um, uh, videography, so I was like, cool, I I start work at 7am at the motorbike shop, and I finish at uh, 7pm, so I work 12 hours, so I'm like, cool, but I want to go to the gym, and then I want to have a bit of a social life, but I also want to do my education. I want to do my meditation. I want to do my yoga. It's like, cool. I can't do that during work. It'd be nice, but you can't. Mm. So how many, how, I've got to sleep for six hours. Cool. That leaves me, um, what's that? Like another four, four hours, hours, you know? Yeah. So two hours each, each yeah. morning, you know, sometimes I wouldn't see anyone, you know, or I would just go to the gym yeah. or I would, you know, there's, there's sacrifices each end, um, after or before work, um, and it's up to you what is the most important thing. And for me, it was super important. And I think that the body adapts, like the body can do so much. There's so much untapped potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm speaking on my behalf of myself here. There's so much untapped potential. <laughs> but, you know, you, you know, you only need six hours of sleep. Some people need more, some people need less. You know, you know how much sleep you need. So you're like, okay, I need six hours of sleep that does leave you those two hours either side of, of work where you're like two hours is a lot of time that mm. you can squeeze in every day. Like, and your body's fine because you've had that six hours that you needed. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's possible to do that sort of stuff. But what you find is a lot of people making excuses about. And that's, but that's all it is. It's making excuses mm. when it's like, and this, what you just ran through there is 
in my opinion, that is the real hustle to get good at your craft, to get good at your skill. And it's only by doing things like that that you actually end up making a full-time job out of it. This isn't the bullshit hustle of people. Oh, man, I'm hustling so hard. And <laughs> well, it's like that there is a place for that, but a lot of that is internet show hustle. Mm. Real hustle is working your fucking 12-hour job, seven days a fucking week, and then finding time to get incrementally better at what you want to do. And you do that over two, three, four, five years. Yep. And you now got a transition period where you can go from working a 12-hour job you hate, whether that's in a motorbike shop or construction or whatever it is, to being able to live off your craft. You have to cut your teeth. Like, I mean, when I first started, I went to uni for uh, TAFE, sorry, for three years to, to study the music stuff. Um, and when I finished there, I didn't go into um, a music job, but I was always doing it part time. There was always bands like I, everything that every band that I've ever been in, I've been the engineer. I've re, I've saved us money by doing all the recordings, doing mm. all the mixing, and that is where I cut my teeth. Like you know, I did all that sort of stuff. Then in like twenty, so this is back in I finished TAFE in twenty eleven. I think one of the first jobs I probably got was around like 2013, 2014. And like I just was like, yeah, I, I can do this for you. I can record your EP, um, you know, so and bands just were like, yeah, cool. I mean, potentially because I didn't know anyone else, potentially because of the price, I was giving them a good rate. But like it's like you still have to start somewhere. Mm. And by not doing that, you're not doing yourself any favours because you're just stopping yourself from learning, you know, you, and you're holding yourself back from what, oh, I'm, I wouldn't have done a good job anyway. Mm. You know, people tell themselves these stories like, oh, I wouldn't have done a good job. But it's like, so start there. Like that's a place to begin. Yep. You'll learn and you will get better and better. Going, doing that, there were so many occasions where I would go to a, a job and because we're, we're, we're all human, yeah, one thing that if you have as an up-and-coming artist doing whatever creative field that you want to go into if you have the ability to talk to another human being and have a general conversation, have a real conversation and break that tension of, I don't know you, and go into the realm of, oh, cool, like this is a really nice person. Oh, you like flowers? I like flowers too. Oh, we watch the same car, whatever. You find common ground mm. that you become friends. Even might be a brief moment for the day, mm. but when it comes then to working on the creative side of things, because it's all creative, photography is video, like everything's creative, it allows you to have a little bit of a buffer if you make a mistake. Mm. So, you know, I, I was at this dude's house shooting this villa and I said, oh, dude, it would only take me two hours. Mm. And it ends up taking me five hours. Mm. And, and, and because we sat down, I introduced myself, we had a good conversation, we had a beer. I said, this is what I want to do. This is a really nice place. How long have you been living here? 15 minutes. Mm. But then I was able to work another three hours, not work, you know, be able to stay there mm. on his time you know, even though that I was doing him a favour and something like that, but you break that yeah. barrier and mm. and I think it's it's scary when anyone walks into this field um, and tries to make a name for themselves because, like you say, oh, I, I don't know if I can do it. This, the, the, the hardest step is taking that leap. And mm. But if you believe and you have faith in yourself, you know, and you can have a general conversation, like if someone said, if I wanted something filmed, yeah, and this guy came to me or girl, whatever, 
and we're like, and we had a good conversation, and they stuffed it up. Be like, no stress, mm. that's cool. Shit happens, mm. you know. But if you came like all guns blazing, you know, like I'm the biggest dog in the you, house. You're not doing Hollywood stuff though. This is the thing. Like, but you the, have to start somewhere. You're yeah. not going to just jump straight into a Hollywood movie and do mm. like behind the scenes. That is when you can't fuck up. Yeah. But, but like, and the but only then, way you're going to learn is to make mistakes. I make mistakes oh. every single day. Like, every single everything. Like in oh, every- we know. <laughs> yeah. But I want to get back because what you've said, those points are exactly 100% right. Um, but I think there's a difference. How you present and handle yourself is very genuine. Um, when I think in a creative field, especially starting out, and I look back when I started out as a uh, hip-hop DJ, I fell into this trap where it was this fake it till you make it but that wasn't around, I guess, skill-wise. It was around persona. It was, oh, man, if I'm going to be an artist, I've got to handle myself like an artist. When that's – it's a front. You're putting up this this facade. You're putting on this mask to think that you're adapting and to fit into an industry. And when you do that, you don't get to have a real genuine conversation with someone in the first 15 minutes because you're constantly like, oh, man, they've got to think I'm an artist. They've got to think of me as this persona. Yeah. So you don't you don't open up. I think there's – There's two things to that. One, you're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable um, and being vulnerable is great because people um, can read you and that's the second point is that people can read you. If they know that you're not who you say you are, that will fall through. That relationship won't be strong ever because their first, um, you know, experience with you is going to be their their fake, like Mm. I don't like fake people or whatever. Mm. Being vulnerable is good because you allow yourself to be on a level where people can help you. People can like talk to you, have honest conversations, teach you things. Like being vulnerable is really great for learning. And and with that, when you when you when you when you come with that show, when you come with that, you're missing out on the best piece of marketing material ever, which is word of mouth. Mm. And it's like, cool, I don't know how to video this, but I'll try. Mm. And then someone comes to you and they're like, hey man, Clacker doesn't know. Like, Clacker filmed this house. He didn't even know how to do it, but he was willing to try it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, want to go yeah. film a tractor. Oh, cool, whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's those That's it's those true. things because if I had said, one, no, no, I don't know how to film a villa, sorry, yeah. But no, I said yes, mm-hmm. cool. I told them, honestly, it's like, cool, I've never done this before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got my wide angle yep. and, my, and my, my gimbal. That's what, it, that's what the YouTube video said. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, and that's you it. Know? Being being transparent because like, and then this is the same with audio. Same with anything. Yeah. Be real. Um, be transparent. Be real with people. They're a lot more forgiving. And when you when you're transparent, yeah. if you go in there like, don't worry, I know how this. It's kind of like how we say, like, show you're working out. If you walk into a job and you, it's like the secret red curtain of, oh man, don't look, don't worry, I'm gonna. This is gonna blow your mind when I'm done. But you can't know what I'm doing. If then it doesn't go exactly to plan, mm. the other person's left thinking, what the fuck were they doing? Why didn't, <laughs> yeah. they, like, why didn't you just let why me know? Why did it take them so long? Yeah, like, we're just what? transparent. Yeah. Tell them what you're doing, the yeah. process, and then they're much more understanding because you're telling them what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, the, the um, no, I've lost it. Sorry. I don't know <laughs> where I was going with that. Well, I want to get back to, um, to embracing adversity. So, um, like, obviously you got to a point where you were, so comfortable being uncomfortable every day. Um, is that, you know, from what you've seen, those first two, three years that you did, is that something you still do now every day? Is this something that this growth mentality is still with you? 100%. Like there's, 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 when you, there's always going to be a plateau and you always have to accept the plateau. But when you put yourself in more uncomfortable positions, then you're on the up of the linear. 
So uh, you can't always be up like this, but it's but take the opportunity to be like this. And that's why it's like, uh, like I, I always say, I'm like, yes, like yes to everything. Why not? Let's try it. I haven't done that before. Let's go do that. Let's go. Like I'm shooting my first wedding this weekend. Mm. You know, it would have been your wedding, but yeah. you know, but it's the it's the it's these things that I'm shit scared of tomorrow. You know, I got to manage three cameras. I got to manage a bride. I got to manage a gimbal. I got to manage a, a a photographer I never met before. I got to ma- manage audio that I've never done before. Mm. But cool, man. Like I'm I'm confident with my skills, but I know that there'll be problems tomorrow, and they're the things that I'm looking for because then I can grow. If nothing, if everything goes to everything goes smoothly. Okay, sick, but mm. I, there has to be a mistake yeah. because then, like, I, the white balance on a camera is like the most thing that I can come down to. Like, I always, I can't get white balance. I do, I do not understand the color spectrum and lights and all that stuff. Yeah, but I just keep guessing. I keep learning it. I keep studying it, and then I know eventually I'm going to get it. And it's, there's always a problem with the video. Well, we were we were having a good conversation the other day about like you know, every time that you evaluate where you've come from, f- come from, you realise how much you've actually learnt. And at the time that you're doing something new, there's always going to be new things. There's never not going to be a point of learning because learning, because there's always new stuff coming out, not only in technology, like that's the most obvious thing, but like you never know what your interests are going to be. You never know what, you know, style of music or genre of movie or whatever is going to come out. So there will always be this learning. But at the point that you're doing something new, you're like, I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do here. But when you look back at the year before, two years before, three years before, there were those points along that way as well. So stopping yourself from learning something new or or not putting yourself in that position where you can and do something new and and get experience from that is seriously hindering Mm. your overall growth because, yeah, you wouldn't have those points to look back on one year, two years ago to be able to go, I learned something new at that point. Now I'm a, now I'm, now I'm a freak at it. I'm mm. the best at it. Like, I know that I'm – you know what I mean? And Yeah, 100%. And not only that, like in a book called Mastery, they, they talk about um, not, not, not thinking that you're an expert in the field. It's okay to be go and sit in the back of the, the, the seminar on the beginning of the topic of whatever it was. They use the story of like jet, fire, jet fighter pilots – and this dude who'd been a veteran for 20 years was still sitting on the beginners. He's like, hey, you can always learn. Mm. I can always relearn stuff. Maybe mm. there's new topics. You know, it's not like, I'm, it's not like I've learned Aperture on the camera. I, I, I'm, well, technically, yeah, you, there's only thing. Like certain, I know what you're certain saying, yeah. things, you know. There you might know? be a new camera that introduces some new weird technology that doesn't need an Aperture. Something. So yeah. it's kind mm. of like, and like we always say, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. Yes putting yourself in like different positions, like we're gonna start learning Spanish, don't know what's gonna happen, but if I don't start it, well, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Know? But when it comes to also the other aspect of the only way Spanish can continue is is if you keep practicing it. Even though that we're fluent in it, you leave it for two years, well, mm. I, I used to speak Spanish, you know? So it's mm. like, I used to, you know, you gotta mm. use your tools every single day. If mm. you didn't do, if you walked away yeah. from mixing for six months and went and did rock climbing and then came back and you're like, mm, Shit, what's that? You know, mm. so it's mm. like consist. Learning something new allows you, like, it opens up your mind to different aspects, but also refining your skills of said tool. Mm. Yeah, you know, or 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 the or the toolbox that you've already built up. The other thing that um, I wanted to talk about is the the re- a lot of the reasons why people say no to things or or don't put something out, especially in music or you know 
they hold on to this track because they're waiting for it to be the, spe the special time is because they have this, what, this narrative in their head that someone's going to say how bad it is. Mm. Someone's going to tell me that it sucks. Someone's going to tell me that it's not as good as this or someone's going to tell me that it's ripping off this band or, you know, whatever narrative you've told yourself in, in your head is that story that's going to come out and that's what stops people from, from doing that. But those are actually, again, the situations that are, are, are the crucial learning points because what's the worst that could happen once, one, and if that does happen, you know not what to, not to do next mm. time. You wouldn't have learnt that in that if you didn't put it out in the first place. Yep, definitely. And I think on that, um, I think like there are a few little, I guess, mental kind of tricks and hacks you can use because the brain is such a complex beast that wants to protect us and keep us comfortable. But showing your art that you've put your soul into to people you don't know, that's being vulnerable and that's uncomfortable. And your brain by default doesn't want you to be uncomfortable. So there's the more you kind of learn about how it works, the more you can kind of learn the, those tricks. But learning how to be comfortable when you're uncomfortable, because all it is is just an emotion, it's just a sensation that you're feeling that you're like, whoa, all right, this doesn't feel right. This isn't mm. good, which usually your brain's telling you this isn't a safe place, it's a discomfort, and you should go back to comfort area. It's back that's from when we evolved yeah, to, to not be near a big beast that's going to tear yeah. us apart. Like. But then being able to, I guess, one, acknowledge that feeling, go, all right, I'm feeling this discomfort, one, acknowledge what is this, and then two, all right, this discomfort area is actually good because this is where I'm going to grow from. So it's nothing to be afraid of. And the first time, as you, the first time anyone starts a new career or a new anything, there are those, there are those um, times of discomfort. But learning how to one acknowledge and then look for them. Because then go, okay, cool. I can now sit in this space. No, we're not going to die. You're not going to yeah, die by putting out your track. Yep. Like that's your, your brain's looking for that discomfort. Yeah. Yep. Um, this that's what I was going to say. You know, you hear people like David Goggins, who's like obviously who's an absolute tier. beast. And we're not even talking about that though. We're not no. talking about physical discomfort. We're not talking about like, you know, doing a hundred k runner. We're talking about putting a song on the internet, you yep. know, as something as little as that, that people yep. actually stop themselves because it, it doesn't sound the way that I want it to yep. or it sounds too much like this or whatever. Mm -hmm. We're not yep. even talking about that. <laughs> yeah, just, like it's just, dude, being uncomfortable. But then once you, I guess, once you're aware of what the brain's doing to try to protect you, it's a lot easier to overcome it. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier. Like the analogy we always use is it's like going to the gym. The reason you go to the gym is to tear a muscle so that there's discomfort in the muscle so mm -hmm. it grows back stronger. Mm -hmm. You need to sit in these periods of uncomfortability. To discomfort? Is that a word? <laughs> discomfort. Of discomfort. For you to grow as a person. Yeah. Like that is human growth. That is literally personal growth right there. And with that, the thing that I find the most, uh, you know, <clears throat> if anyone said, do you like the, the schedule that you work on? Like this, 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 this timeline that you work on? I'd be like, look, I wish I could get some more sleep. That would be nice. But I like that when come two, three years or however long, you know, we're down the track when we're 35, when you step into That's a scenario... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Falling apart over there. <laughs> when you're, when you're, whenever you're down the track, <laughs> is that we can, that you can walk into a, a situation and you can, you can sort of run with the other people that have kept a similar schedule, you know? Just an, like an example is Beyonce, you know? I'm sure that Jay-Z, I'm sure that their schedule isn't 
shit hot when they were ten years ago when they were when they were wine, like mm. they were grinding, and that when you when and, and they would expect that anyone to work with them in the future should have that same, not not same not like perfect like not mirror, yeah, yeah, yeah. but at the same time it's like cool you know you've got to pay your dues yeah and well, it's and it's and these these things as a, as a creative you know being scared to not do something it's like. When's when is going to be the right time? Well, I've heard this this um, quote from Shaq who who said like the best teammates are the ones that want to win as much as you do, um, and so that's a similar sort of thing. Like you have this expectation of I need to grow, I need to be the best that I can be without other people around me that are pushing me along or, or allowing me to do that or working with me to be able to do that. You're you're derailing your journey in a way, or you're putting it to a grinding halt or something like that. Um, and that's kind of what sprung to mind for me. You know, when you surround yourself with people that are allowing themselves to be in discomfort as well, like mm. we're all in this together. Mm. You know, we might go through hard times, but there will be that time 10 years, 15 years down the track when you, when you can say, I did the hard shit, mm. look at where I am now. And, but at the same time, it, you, you've, you can, 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 Continue on with that mindset, you know. Nothing will get in your way that'll be like, oh, that's too hard. Mm. I can't mix that song. I can't manage that artist. You know, it's like, yeah, cool. Come along. I've got three other songs like I've got to do today. You're next mm. because I'm that good. Yes, yeah, so getting because into I, because that. Because I Because of my schedule and like we say it now, it's like, you know, it's militant on a schedule and it might look from the outside that it is like a David Goggins kind of style, but it allows us for those two hours that we want to spend with friends and we're there for two hours. I'm not off in the editing world thinking, fuck, how am I going to edit that video? You're not off mixing a track. You know, with these schedules and these timeframes and these learning and all of these things that you put into together, even half an hour or whatever, or you drop the song, cool, it's out in the atmosphere. I don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. Cool, I'll, I'll, I'll read the feedback, but I'm going to go be with my sister. I'm going to go be with my brother. You know, it's a really I'm, good point. I'm yeah. with them. You know, too many times yeah. that I find myself looking back at the future, and I think that's why I kind of started to get into this militant schedule, was that it's kind of like oh, I'd be sitting with friends and you're always off thinking about money or something, some other some other concept yeah. that you could have taken care of at a specific point of the day, but you're too lazy because it's like, oh, I wanted to watch TV mm. or I wanted to sit on Instagram and watch Instagram or TikTok or blah, blah, blah. Which so comes back to my point of contradiction being the meaning of life, which I go on to about, <laughs> which is it's schedule, the irony that having a your life scheduled, your day, your week scheduled to a T gives you absolute freedom. People like, it's kind of like when artists first start off and they're like, oh man, I quit my job, I'm going to be a full-time musician. I've got all this time, I'm not working anymore, <laughs> I've got a studio in my bedroom, I'm going to be just making tunes all day. Yep. And then go three weeks later and it's like, Playing oh, Xbox on the, in their room. Not only like, that, but <laughs> now I don't like tunes because you, they haven't, they've found this middle balance where they live where they work and they work where they sleep and they're right. not actually sleeping because they're not actually working and nothing really gets done and they're just drifting. Yeah. But it's like by scheduling your time, by having everything ironed out, it gives you absolute freedom. Mm -hmm. 100% is like there's nothing, there's nothing worse than being, than going to the pub and sipping on that beer and not 100% enjoying it, not 100% being there, not getting home with your wife and not 100% loving it, you know, mm -hmm. sitting on the couch with your best mm -hmm. friend or meditating or whatever. You are physically, mentally not there because you've let mm. laziness dictate the rest of your day or the prior of your week or whatever is that you, like I can honestly say I'm always 100% everywhere because. So I guess then for people that 
have trouble with that sort of stuff. Like if, if you know, we're talking about being sticking to a schedule and stuff, but if they're in that place where maybe they have done that for a while and then they've dropped off or they find themselves regularly not being able to keep up with it, like I'm sure there's points that you've dropped off and then you've got, okay, got to get back into it. What is that? Like how can how can someone that finds himself regularly not, you know, pushing themselves to stick to something, what what do you reckon there? One, read more books. You know, like I I read just self help books. Like that's all I'm interested in. Like I just you because you pick up something different from every. It, it really encompasses. It's all the same stuff, but I always learn something new. So read. For me personally, if I don't go to the gym, I feel sluggish. If I don't eat right, I feel shit. Mm. You know, if I'm eating pizza and like I don't eat, I don't drink soft drink. I don't drink. I don't eat macas. I don't eat. I don't eat meat. Like I don't don't do these things because right now the most important thing for me is that I get to work and I can do what I love. Mm. So anything that affects it, why would I continue to do it? So I learn. For me personally, it's like if you wanna if you wanna be fit change up your diet. If you want to work longer hours, look at your diet. Look at your health regime. Are where, you getting yeah, your exercise? Yeah, where else are you putting your energy? Are you also taking, uh, like you're learning, are you giving off t- steam for things that you like? If you want to play Xbox, no problem, but do an hour of it. Don't do six hours of yeah. it. You know, so it's going to it's gonna come down to the individual and what their goals are. Mm. But so I want to jump on that because that is a huge part of it that I was going to say. If people, if you're finding yourself constantly dripping out of a schedule and you're like, oh, I... I was good for a week and then now I'm back out. I think you don't really, if that that person doesn't really have a understanding of where they want to get to, mm. like their, their long-term goal isn't real clear in their head. Yeah. Because if your long-term goal, if you've got a clear picture of where you want to be six months, 12 months, three years, five years, I've got a 10-year goal and I know how to work that back to what I'm doing tomorrow. But that means I'm I'm not going to be like, oh, tomorrow, you know what? Don't really want to run the studios. It's like I know what, I know what I'm working towards. Yeah. So that that path is there. If that's loose, if you don't really believe in what you're doing or if you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, totally. That, that's was, when, that was going to be a point that I was going to That's when make, you yeah. find yourself drifting out of a schedule and losing motivation, and which is fine. Like priorities change. Totally. But, you know, you, having, you've got to be honest with what you want in life. 100%. Like, Music may have been something that you loved when you were young. May have got to 30 and been like, you know what? I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. I'm over the industry. I'm over the people that I'm hanging out with. And that's completely fine. If you keep sticking in that industry, you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to put a whole heap of strain on your relationships, your family, your love relationships. And you're just not going to be in a good way because you're still chasing this thing that you don't really want or believe in anymore. Mm-hmm. Nice. We've gone on a big journey today, haven't we, I think we, this was a really good one. <laughs> and it was good. Again, the point of this, to introduce Clack Daddy to the Marshall Street family and listeners. Um, it is... Awesome, as you know, to have you here. You're working abroad from Vietnam, um, but now he's back in the building doing all of the videos here. So make sure um, everyone who follows us on Insta, jump into the DMs, say hello what, to him. You'll what's see your him. handle on uh, Instagram? Uh, Michael.lack with two uh, underscores. underscores at the beginning and end. Um, if you want to check out any Vietnamese photography, that's where all I upload all my pictures. Um, so that was my, my journey as a photographer, which is something I learned. You know, you just taught yourself that. So it's just yeah. something else that, you know, you just put yourself, throw yourself into and eventually, well, hopefully you come out the other end swimming or alive. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Only one way to find out. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, my G. Thank um, you for having me. Thanks, bro.
been another good episode. As always, if you've liked what you heard on this podcast, make sure to subscribe to this channel wherever you're listening to it. Um, we've also got our artist coaching development programs. I think yep. another intake starting in a couple of weeks. Yep. Um, so if that's something you've been interested in, make sure to get into our DMs. Um, and you can email us at contact at marshallstreetstudios.com. Yep. Visit our website. You can see all the details um, on there. There's a contact form straight that you can go to there if you don't want to send an email. And share a lot this of ways that you can get in, in touch with us. share this podcast with a friend. If you found this stuff informative, if you think it's good, if you think these are good habits that you need to get into, share it with a friend. Let them know. Um, that's the best way we can get this information around and get people living the career that they really want. Yep. Love it. Nice one, lads. Thank you again. We'll see you next time on the Marshall Street Podcast. Peace. Peace.